everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your twilight phase. Hi. Guys, it's our we're last chapter of Breaking Dawn. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, baby. <laughs> this was a long book. Fuck this book, man. Yeah, did you, like, look up when we started reading Breaking Dawn? Yeah, I did. It was was over a year ago. Last May or something crazy. It took (laughs) us a long time. I mean, that's what happens when you do one chapter at a time and also skip weeks. And skip a bunch, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, we really thought we were going to finish at the beginning of the summer and then we could take the summer off for our hands. Here it is. Here we are. In our defense, this book is so fucking long. And, and also, in our defense, we don't need to defend ourselves. <laughs> but I will. We can just be late on things. It happens. But here, but here we are. But here we are. Yeah, we're, we're not here. late. We're not late. Yeah. I'm not going to invent an antagonistic relationship with the listeners again this episode. Like I <laughs> no, I fully support it. For some reason, I really imagined, yeah. listeners, that you were, like, coming for us. When you were not. <laughs> when you no, were not. Nobody ever is mad at us. I yeah. Mean, no one I mean, if you are mad at us, shit. you keep it within your hearts yeah. and don't share it with us, so. Yeah. really appreciate it. Like, I honestly did think at some point we would get, like, a hater. <laughs> we haven't gotten a hater yet. No. I have become a hater. <laughs> we're the haters. Honestly. <laughs> but we've not gained any haters. I kind of still want one though, so like I don't know if anyone's like feeling on the fence. Please, please don't manifest us a hater. I can't handle that stress in my life. I've always wanted a hater. No, I'm a Scorpio. I need them. Oh my god! So so that you can like continue out of spite. Yeah. (laughs) I really could see that. Okay, Melissa. So if somebody could tell us, wow, you could never keep up a weekly podcast if you if your life depended on it. I'd be like, yeah, maybe we'd be able to do it. Yeah. I'd be like, bitch, uh, you're right. The the thing is, like, maybe if they said that to Melissa as an individual, she'd be like, you want to bet? But us as a group, group. I would be like, yeah, we can't. And you guys wouldn't be doing it without me. We're three three people. We've never done an episode of just two of us. If it was, like, a book that I liked more... And that, and I just like enjoyed having weekly work. <laughs> I would probably be like, uh, "Bet I can do it," but that's just not gonna happen. Well, here. maybe next season. Maybe next okay. Season. Maybe with Twilight. Maybe with Twilight. <laughs> if there were like our actual jobs. Well, that too. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm. It's well, yeah, but I'm burnt out right now, so it's so that still doesn't. I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> that's fair. Anyway, what's new since uh, we talked like four days ago? Uh, Listeners, I can't tell you too much about this, unfortunately, but we had a really fun exchange earlier that I just wish I could bottle the feeling and give to you guys as like an end of Breaking Dawn gift. Uh, Olivia and I were talking to Melissa and found out that Melissa didn't know about, like, a really, really just delicious piece of gossip. It's great gossip. It's That's so good. Old. Somehow, old. it somehow just missed me completely. It's, it's iced tea. 
Uh, it's no longer piping but hot. So but so sweet. Like but southern iced tea. It, yeah, so. it's no. great. I I honestly and really enjoyed hearing this gossip. Just imagine the like greatest Schadenfreude that's happened to you in your life. You know, it was that feeling. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. And just like to me, you know, to me and Olivia, it was kind of like old, it's still good gossip, but like it was kind of old news because we knew about it from before, but it had new life. It had new life. In watching <laughs> Melissa in the experience telling. it anew. Gossip <gasps> really exists lovely. in the telling, you know? Yeah. That's true. Yep. Yep. Honestly, it was dope. Well um, said. I'm really glad <laughs> to know it. Um, I think we've plugged, Maya has plugged this other podcast on our podcast before, probably, but I also started listening to Normal Gossip, which is just Mm -hmm. a podcast where people write in with, like, random ass shit that happened in, like, their friend's life. It's Uh, That's good gossip. And I really enjoy that podcast. I don't listen to podcasts, but that sounds like one I would listen to. (laughs) It's, like, truly, truly divine. Um, Adam really loves listening to podcasts on road trips. Like, he can, he can cue them up, like, the moment we sit down in the car. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't wait to get on the highway. Does he listen to our podcast? And then, like, the minute that that podcast ends, he's like, what's up next? I'm like, I need, I need a moment. <laughs> Does he listen to our podcast? I need a moment podcast? with my thoughts. Um, not currently. Wow. He listened wow. to a large chunk of it. Wow. I feel like he... He, he paid his dues, you know? Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel the same. I don't feel that. I mean, does Scott listen to every single episode of this podcast? No. He was on the podcast. He's paid his yeah. dues. He was on the podcast. Scott once. hasn't, to I, my knowledge, listened to the podcast in a long time. Adam does not know Twilight, and I wish there was a way for me to bottle the experience of making him watch the first movie for the first time. Because oh. I... I haven't done it yet. I'm, like, saving it for a special occasion. <laughs> and I just know that I'm going to wish that I could capture it, and I don't know how. Just record it. Like, get your phone out and record the whole thing. Wait, what <laughs> if if we ever do record another Twilight movie commentary? It would have to be with him. Yeah, we include Adam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly, we he ha- has no context. We've been going to the movies a lot. Um... We just found out that the Alamo is doing, they do, like, old movies sometimes. That is the place where all of us went to see uh, Twilight together for, like, a rowdy screening. It was hilarious. Um, And anyways, there's screening Pride and Prejudice next month, (gasps) and I'm so excited about it. Which one? I guess the The Kira Knightley one. Yeah, that makes more sense. As opposed to, like, okay, we're gonna fill... The Alamo, and people are gonna watch all day to watch the miniseries. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I literally just, well, I guess not literally. I went on a date a couple weeks ago with someone <laughs> who I had to explain why Pride and Prejudice, the Keira Knightley edition, is so great because of, you know, the female gaze. And I spent like 20 minutes talking about the hand. You know, where oh, Lexus yeah. his hand. And he very had no meaningful. idea what I was talking about. And so, like, at a restaurant in the middle of a date, I just, like, was Googling <laughs> a Darcy hand <laughs> scene. And I'm sure it came up immediately. It came up immediately, of course. Yeah. Uh, he did not get it. Uh, so, 
how to how to get rid of him. Yeah, pass. <laughs> Thank you. Next. <laughs> oh, okay. I have another update. I just thought of. Uh, two nights ago, I went down the rabbit hole way longer than I should have, and I do now believe that Taylor Swift is bi. Um, <laughs> And that she was in love with Carly Kloss. I really think that it's, like, not our place to speculate on people's sexualities. <laughs> they wanted us but to know. Will. They would say it. But what I now believe <laughs> is that she has been saying it. <laughs> she has been. It's not I, speculation. I'm aware that this rabbit hole exists, but I actually haven't gone down it. I Now that I've listened to the lyrics more closely Mm -hmm. this song makes more sense but when i first listened to question i was like is this not about her kissing a girl like how could that like why is nobody talking about how that's what this song is about and it turns out it's because they listen to the verses um but i do maintain that that song is very confusing and did you know olivia that (laughs) There's photo evidence of Taylor Swift making out with Carly Kloss at a concert. What? I didn't yeah. know that. From years ago. I mean, I, it's I rainy. Did not know that. It's like um, rainy. Were all of her friends making fun of them, and then 15 seconds later they were clapping too? I mean, maybe because it's a concert, <laughs> so if the song ended, maybe they clapped. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, I just saw an article this morning that said that Taylor Swift and and Joe Allen were back together. What? Yeah. Wow. I, not, I, I did not look at their evidence. But uh, Joe wants to marry her and she doesn't want to get married. She wants to well, be famous. Or okay, well, those songs are about a completely different thing. No, they're definitely not. I find Maybe it very wild. I find it absolutely wild that when, like, considering all of the deep conspiracy theories around all of Taylor's music... The moment that Midnight's came out, I don't understand how we were all like, oh. Oh, it, it's so they broke up between them. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously they broke up and we just didn't know about it yet. And somehow nobody, we didn't know that. that literally, and now it's like it so says, obviously a breakup album. It says E.T. confirms Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn are back together after five months apart. Okay, but did they just like see them I think they just, walk I mean, out of one location together because... Well, there is a photo of them, but it doesn't look recent. Well, um. So I guess we'll anyway, <laughs> now that we're a gossip podcast, <laughs> we'll I, you guys posted. I went because I went down the rabbit hole. All these songs <laughs> that like we thought were about her relationship with Joe. Now I'm like, all this shit is about uh, all this other stuff. So. <laughs> Listen, I know many. I feel like a conspiracy theorist. Many people I mean, who have been trying to, to convince me that Taylor do. Swift is just gay, full stop, for years. So, and maybe she is. I don't, I don't know. Who oh. knows? I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of women date Listen, a ton of dudes will, and then come out. I later, will so. die on the hill that we are all gay. I will die on that. I find it pretty hard to believe that a significant number of people are like 100% straight. Like I'm not, not I'm not going to go so far as to say they don't exist as you are saying. Right. They, they, well, like how could it be that many? Like 
it's a spectrum, y'all, okay? And so right. the number of people who are 100% straight is, is going to be, like, five people. Yeah, it can't be that many people. It's not that many. And there are so many well. people that think their sexuality fits into one box, and then they just meet somebody Exactly, you just haven't met the person upends yet. everything, and exactly. they just didn't know. I follow, well, I don't follow them, but I saw this couple on TikTok where it is their whole thing to the extent, okay, actually their whole thing is making lists, which, whatever, um, but their secondary <laughs> thing is that they're a relationship between a man and a woman, but the man is gay, but they are a couple, and he chooses to continue to identify as gay because he's like, this girl's the exception. Like, I'm, like, a gay dude, and she just, like, ha- it turns out, coincidentally, that my soulmate happened to be a woman. <laughs> surprise, surprise. But, and it's, like, such a big thing and part of their brand that I almost am, like, actually, maybe I don't believe that this is genuine, uh, <laughs> and this is, like, engagement farming for views. Right. Um, Fair. But... For other I believe people, that that, that is that, that's a, I believe that that is possible. Yeah, I believe it's possible. Or In maybe fact, that's how it started when it first happened to him, and then you know he got trapped in TikTok, and whether or not he thinks of it that way anymore. Oh yeah, it's now, now, he's now he can't he can't be any other way. Uh, if you, you listeners would like to read more on this topic, there's a fiction book that I think I actually recommended before, but it's called Ramona Blue by julie murphy right oh yeah um, yeah and it's really good and i, I like she's this one. great writer and her books are really popular but i feel like ramona blue doesn't really get spoken about and so i'm always bringing no. up ramona blue like i want ramona blue to get the attention that all her other books get too she's the author of dumplin which was turned yeah. into that movie uh which was i'm that gonna movie put it on hold at the library right now maya it's really good. Uh, it's about this girl who her whole life she has thought of herself and known that she's a lesbian, but then, and she's, like, faced a lot of, like, you know, hardship for that, but she's, like, really fought to, to, like, own her identity and it means a lot to her, but then she finds herself falling for this dude and she has to be, like, uh, what does this mean for me? What the fuck? And my, like, hard-fought identity that, like, you know, this label is really meaningful to me. Um, it's like a very nuanced, beautiful book. Cool. I recommend I, it. Listen, I just, I'm, I put it on hold right now. Great. I recommend it. It's great. It's young adult. Um, I, I mean, I feel like we should talk about Twilight. Or, I agree with Yeah, that. I was trying to construct a segue that was like, speaking of beautiful, nuanced, No, that's not the YA segue books. Here. Here's something else. <laughs> Here's something uh, that's not that. Not beautiful, no nuance. Okay, I'm not even convinced, as we've discussed, that it's YA at this point anymore. <laughs> okay, what, like, the ending is a little bit beautiful. There's a, no, it's there's not. a little bit. There are parts, no. there are parts. There's a little bit. I disagree. Do you want to right, recap, Olivia? Chapter 39, The Happily Ever After. It's after the fight. Edward starts to, like, exp- he's doing the recap. You know, he wants to do the, he's doing the blow-by-blow. The play-by-play. 
Yes. The play-by-play when nothing happened. With no blows. There yeah. were no blows. <laughs> just the play-by-play. And it really feels like, okay, but we did just read that chapter. And we literally just read it. Yeah, but <laughs> Edward has extra information because he was reading everybody's mind the whole time. So he wants to make sure everybody knows exactly How what happened. How monumental Which, this To was. be fair to Edward, I'm pretty sure if I was in a, like, major life-or-death stressful situation, I too... Like, even when I leave a party where nothing in particular happened, I want to do you got the, like, partner catch-up yeah. okay, recap. Yes. Do you write about the recap, though, <laughs> immediately after yeah, having fiction, written the scene? <laughs> we don't need it again. Especially because, yeah, okay, Edward had all this extra a little info, bit. but he was whispering it to Bella. There is a little bit of extra info. Okay, so first... It's like everybody left. By that I mean these people left, then these people left, then these people left, then these people left, then these people left. Um, Edward is like, And here's how all of them felt about leaving, by the way. Yes. (laughs) Obviously, this all came down to Bella. She's the only reason this plan worked. My wife is the most incredible vampire who's ever existed in the whole history of anybody Aro was terrified of her. <laughs> this only worked because Bella's shield made this a fair fight and the Volturi don't even, they've never faced a fair fight and they don't even know how to deal with it. And so thank God my wife is so incredible because that's the only reason that this went how it went. Yeah. And then there, Bella's like, oh yeah, so actually there's real werewolves? And Jacob is like, wow, fuck you, I guess. And <laughs> Edward is like, yeah. And Bella's like, how come you never told me? And he's like, I don't know, it never came up. Um, <laughs> and then literally Bella <laughs> gets mad at Alice for having abandoned them. And we finally get the seed of, like, why this happened the way that it did. I, we're going to have to talk about it. <laughs> Aro had to... They had to believe that there was no secret out because Aro had to believe that there was no secret out. So that he would talk himself into a corner and secret let them have out, a secret Meaning, like... Alice showing up with new information. Yeah, that allows Aro to be like, actually, and I don't want to fight. Getting Bella out of the asks fight. the question that we were all asking, which is why couldn't she know? Because Aro can't read her mind. And Bella's basically like, Bella, you're a really bad actress. And I've seen you try to lie, and you're like really fucking bad at it. So, no, I couldn't have told you the whole time. Um, Nahuel is still there with his aunt, and they're like, oh, he's, like, being kind of weird and, like, staring at Bella all the time, and Bella's like, oh, he must have, like, noticed that, um, Ramparts is the only half-vampire around, so, like, maybe he's gonna be into that. How gross and weird. Select relationships. (laughs) But then Edward is like, actually, he was staring at you, because... His mother died in childbirth, and all of his sister's mothers died in childbirth, and you didn't. So you're making him feel like maybe he's not inherently a murderer, and he can, like, be a full, normal person who doesn't hate himself. And she's like, wow, that's beautiful. Wow, I can't believe Um, I The only thing that is tainting their perfect victory and happily ever after is the fact that Irina died but other than that everything is perfect she doesn't mention Renee because fuck Bella Renee doesn't give a fuck shit. she's gonna be with Edward forever and then she's like hey Edward guess what I've been working on in secret this whole 
time that not even the readers knew about. And he's like, what? And she like holds his face and tries really, really, really hard. And this is harder than anything she's done in this whole entire book, including hold off the Volturi. And she finally lifts the shield from her mind, the secret second part of her shield that obviously exists because that makes (laughs) sense. And Edward can read her mind for the first time and she like runs through all their cute little memories together all the way back to when they first met in the meadow and being saved from James and them getting married and then all of the hot sex that they had after <laughs> she got turned into a vampire. And he's like, she really <gasps> lingers on that. She's like yeah. every single That's the moment. main thing. That's the main thing. And then he's like, oh my God, can you do it again? And she's like, well, not if you distract me. And... Then she tries really hard and lingers even further on the hot, hot sex that they had. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is incredible. Everything is now perfect. I love you so much. We're going to be together forever and forever and forever and forever and forever. And then the end. The end. Wow. I give you a 10 out of 10. I also give you a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Great. Thanks. What a way to end it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. One. I just want to say, fuck this book. Um, I hated nearly every second of it. Uh, Okay, but, like, right at the end, we got some nice, like, full circle stuff that I really Okay, fine. Right at the very end, we got, like, a paragraph that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the last chapter a lot more than I liked a lot of the rest of I the I didn't book. like the last chapter. It wasn't a great last chapter. I said I liked it more There than was, like, end. less... There, there was no need for a denouement because nothing happened nothing in the climax. Happened. You know, it was. <laughs> uh, okay, so I do want to talk more about Alice's reason for not telling I Bella. I thought this was going to be more of a thing. And I it was like barely still don't even get a thing. it. If I'm being, if I'm being honest, I still don't get it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of with her. Because she kind of gives two reasons, listeners. Her first reason is that she doesn't believe that Bella is a convincing enough actress, and so Edward would, like, figure something out or would, Bella's really bad at lying. I mean, like, I'm just... That's the first reason. Her second reason is that she came up with this idea. She didn't have a ton of time. She knew it would be really hard to pull it off, and she was just doing her best. And so sorry <laughs> if her execution wasn't perfect. And I that, like that I'm on board That I completely understand. She oh, said, actually, there's this is sort of a third reason. She also is like, okay, but it, you might have been fucked. Bella's like, you had me convinced that we were all fucked. And Alice is like, well, you might have been. And if you had been, then Nessie, like, you would have had to make sure that Nessie was, like, good to go. And you did do that. So, so yeah, that like, worked you out. Would you have created a backup plan for Nessie? I mean, Would like, you have probably. 100% created a backup plan for Nessie if I mean, you didn't feel convinced? You didn't believe that this could be fucked. Yeah. I mean, probably. And I feel like that, yeah, I feel like that's not, like, super, super convincing, because it's, like, even if there's a 1% chance, Bella probably would have, a 1% right. chance of failure, Bella yeah, probably would still have done a backup plan. Yeah. So, was that so. the, okay, what I'm confused on is that in this last chapter, they made it seem like Arrow needed to believe that there was no secret, but, like, right. why? Yes. Why is that? So that, okay, 
This is this is what the text says. I had to make sure you'd all believe that I was ditching out on you because Aro had to be positive that you had nothing left up your sleeves or he never would have committed an committed to an out the way he did. So you know how Edward like talked him into a circle where he was like, the right. only reason you're here is because right. we have no way of knowing how this is going to turn out. And Aro is like, well, there that is impossible. But like, yeah, if you make me say it, the only reason we're here to murder her and you is because we don't know how she's going to grow up. And so if, but, but Edward, I'm like, argue already arguing against myself i know if edward <laughs> edward had to like figure out that they could do that after aro had read his mind like edward is only making that right. argument because he realizes that they do have secret right the alice right is around but Maybe i guess it has to be after aro has read has his, read mind, his because, mind because yeah yes because aro doesn't know He's also convinced that Alice is completely out of the picture because Edward is convinced I mean, that Alice is completely out of the doesn't... picture. And so Aro commits to this like verbal thing that he trap well, that he gets himself into. This verbal trap to me part just doesn't even like who gives a fuck? Like I didn't yeah, think it was very gave a like... Fuck. <laughs> like they're gonna do whatever the fuck they're gonna do, regardless of whether they say Yeah, sure. Maybe it's that, like, Aro needs to have an excuse not to fight. Like, Aro actually doesn't really, like, there's a chance that he's going to be ready to bow out, but he needs, like, a public reason to bow out. Yeah, but, like, this the public reason is newest... the big bad mad scientist. And, like, going to find him. That's true. But this Alice didn't wonder that that why Aro is the boss. Like, they acted like it was a vote, it was a split vote, so he was the deciding choice. But the reality is, Aro is, like, pulling the strings and running the show over there. So, if he did want to fight and he was outvoted, he would have gone his fight anyway. He would have done it anyways. And if Marcus had voted to fight and Aro didn't want to, he would have found a way to, like, call Caius off and be like, no, we're not doing it. So I just, it's just, I understand for plot reasons that, like, we needed to not have Alice around in order for this to be any kind of suspenseful. Right. Um, I just, I don't know. Could there have been a better way of getting rid of her? I don't know. What if it was as simple as, like, okay, we're sending Alice and Jasper off on this quest to find nomads and then some nomads show up we haven't heard from alice and jasper in a while but we assume they're just busy and the nomads are like oh yeah alice and jasper sent us here but they were being really weird kind of shady i don't know the vibes were strange then the cullens start feeling like wait it like maybe those nomads say something that make the cullens feel like is something, like, else going on that we don't know about? And then they try to get a hold of Alice and Jasper, and the phone line has been cut off. It's, like, a, the number of somebody completely new. It's already been reassigned. And they're like, okay, why aren't they contacting? If they, like, lost the phone and canceled the line, like, why aren't they contacting us? I do like that Do we think Alice than... saw a vision that we were going to fail, and so she's sending people to help us do our best, but she knows it's not going to work, and so that's why she's gone. 
But then what is the real answer? Why are they... That why did she like... remove herself? Well, maybe the real reason maybe... is that she get Maybe she meets the mad scientist vampire and he's holding her hostage because she's found out his plan. <gasps> That's pretty exciting. Yeah. I was the... also thinking maybe you just get rid of Bella instead. Like, send her and Edward off to do interesting things. Sure. And have them fall out of contact right. somehow. And then, yeah, then, I mean, you still have And Edward's then maybe they show up at the last the second. Right. And then they show up at the last second or something. And you just, like, they have, like, what a man Alice was able to convey before they left a month ago. But who the fuck knows if that's holding? What if it's simple this might actually be too simple and fall into the category of nothing happens um what if alice sees that if she goes back they do lose and like the cullens die whether it's because like i don't know the voltori are aro so fucking jealous that he can't get alice's power that he just like gets super upset and they decide to attack yeah um and Alice, like, keeps looking for ways where she can get back and, like, be there for her family and help because it breaks her heart to have to make them think that she can't be there. And if they know the truth, then Aro would, like, read that in their minds and right. whatever. And so it's only when she figures out, like, the precise order of operations of when she has to show up, who she has to have with her, and it's the shock of having Nahuel that overcomes Aro's, like, bloodlust for her power and allows her to come back and yeah. be part of it. I mean, that's, that's interesting. That's more interesting, yes. Uh, how about, also, she brings up the fact that she can't see half vampires. And so the way that she finds Nahuel is by looking for a blind spot, which is really hard to do. She's, like, looking for what she can't see. This whole fight is full of wolves and centers around mm-hmm. Renesmee. Right. So, like, why can she sh- why, why could she see anything that's going anything. on? I do think that it's kind of touching that Alice, who normally, like, always has the upper hand, she knows what's going to happen, puts herself in this situation where she's like, she can't know the outcome. I mean, that doesn't really work because of the way that her powers work. Like, yeah. she could see 50 years down the line instead of just this event. But if it was just this event, you know? But like, maybe it could be, she's like... just going on faith. It feels like maybe she should be able to see, like, the other side of this event. If, like, if that exists or not. But also, it's magic. So, like, maybe it's, like, this event is too large and there's too many possibilities that involve people that she can't see and so she literally can't tell if there's anything after this event or not she just can't tell yeah i am kind of a believer in one of our previous theories which is that alice's understanding of her power is not accurate like Mm, the way that she thinks her powers work is not like her actual abilities and limitations that's always fun too that's a good twist I feel like that can kind of explain some. It definitely gives Stephanie Meyer too much credit, you know, (laughs) Uh, because she like wasn't thinking of it that way. But I feel like that is 
on the page the reality of the books because it is so contradictory. Mm-hmm. Like, I think her powers don't work the way she thinks. And that yeah, would be mm-hmm. really interesting for a future book for her to kind of untangle that. I mean, Midnight Sun kind of, like, fucked that, up all of that. Yeah, that changed a lot. Yeah. Because she literally was like, no, we're going to do this play-by-play scene where Alice can work through every possibility instantaneously. But at the same time, she can also calculate probabilities, which isn't something we see in the core series at all, really. Like, oh, there's a 70% chance that we win. Like... Because, like, there are... How can you calculate probabilities of the infinite? There are infinite things that could happen. Well, I think we've discussed this, too. Are there infinite things? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that when Stephanie finally went to write Midnight Sun... Okay, we know that she was pouring over Twilight, like, line by line. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that she reread the middle books also? Ooh... I think it would be hard to read something that you've all published previously. Because, like, I feel like you would only be able to see its flaws and, like, stuff you wanted to change, you know? I would never. I mean, she had, she's already had done that for Twilight for life and death. True. I wonder if she, like, dug out her, what do we call them in the copy edit? I'm blanking. The sheet that the copy editor sends you. The style sheet? The style sheet? Yeah, what if she dug out the style sheet and kind of reread her timelines? Uh, you know, just... Of just Twilight? Of, like, or... No, of the, the, the other books. The other books? Yeah. I mean, for her, she would also have Wikipedia available to her. Yeah. That's true. She already <laughs> has someone who's documented everything. Um, I don't know. That would be funny. If she just, like, read the Wikipedia, read the cliff notes. Yeah, just, like, of the middle read ones. the cliff notes of her own book. <laughs> I think the answer is no. I don't think she did. Yeah, I know. I mean. Because she started I feel like what she would have done so long ago. Yeah, I think she would have reminded herself of how Alice's visions work more if she had. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think, it was, I don't think, she already had an idea of how she needed this, like, to write this in order for it to, like, make sense in a book and had to go against all the other things she already had done <laughs> with Alice's <laughs> vision so <laughs> all right okay what well else I really like that you know the point is that like Bella saved the day and she was instrumental in the climax oh, I just wish I had like kind of felt that way more than it felt like it didn't really feel that way he just kind of says it and you're like yeah I guess that's true yeah, he's like, Aro was terrified. I'm like, and she's I'm like, sure. really? Sure. I don't know that he was terrified of Bella. It was more like, I did not prepare for this possibility, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home because I, I didn't, I didn't prep this one out. Even though I have an infinite vampire brain that could figure it all out right now. The Volturi are the biggest babies of the vampire (laughs) world, because normally what happens is they completely incapacitate the people that they're judging, and, like, completely freeze them, turn off their senses before delivering their verdict and killing them, and so now that it's a close to even playing field, 
And the Cullens, like, can still use their sight and their bodies. Arrow's like, we gotta get out of here. I don't know about this. <laughs> like, what a baby. What a baby. <laughs> I mean... It was a little much in this chapter reading about how, like, I don't know, amazing Bella was. Because, like, truly, it was, like, you know, her amazingness came out of nowhere. She was just, like, instantly really good. And her power just made it so nothing happened. So, like... But, like, like, I do want her to have her triumphant moment of, like... This is just the worst Her abilities coming through. She did nothing, and nothing happened, and... She did do just... something, it was just kind of easy. It was... It was I think so it's weird. I think it's weird that that maintaining a shield over, like, 40 people, like, very precisely, while being attacked by the most powerful vampires on Earth, was easier than lifting her shield off of herself. I think it's so interesting that Stephanie made that feel so boring. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. No. What if, okay, this would kind of be Bella's power being multiple powers again, but what if her shield had a reflective quality? And so when Jane tried to attack people, it doubled back on her. And she felt her own pain. Yeah. (laughs) Like the mist... Alec tried to send it over them, but the shield, like, repels it, and so suddenly the Volturi are experiencing the mist. It, yes. I just feel like, you know, I want a moment where Bella can be an actual badass instead of, you know, just doing something that's Ooh. really easy. Or and... what if she had to give Edward information in the middle of the battle for some reason, and so she had to do the reverse shield and let him mm. in in the middle of all mm. that. And also like, it's cute that this is a romantic else. moment yeah. when it happens, but, like, it could have been a more exciting moment instead. And imagine him, like, actively trying to fight somebody and then freezing. And like, like, wait, what, what did I just hear? Yeah. <laughs> be like, <laughs> wait, I want to, well, okay, wait, I have to kill this person. <laughs> but like, wait, oh my god. <laughs> also, let's make out. Because <laughs> he would still feel that way. <laughs> he definitely would. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, I love that Bella's having a little, like, yay, she saved the day, I guess. But, like, it, it just really didn't feel like anything was, I don't know, worth saving. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a handful of other, like, wrapping it up things for instance bella's like oh jasper by the way yep. why does jay jenks <laughs> like completely freeze in terror when i mention you and jasper's answer is so just like oh because i'm really scared of him on purpose <laughs> what he says is it's just been my experience that some kinds of working relationships are better motivated by fear than by monetary gain I mean, that's true. I guess, you know, that means like, Jay Jenks yeah, is more of a scaredy cat than, than he is greedy. I think that it speaks more to, like, the fact that Jay Jenks is maybe not that honest when it comes to his monetary bargains. <laughs> and, like, he needs to be scared in order to keep secrets. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, there's no amount of money. Like, 
any money you give him, he's like, all right, well, I'm still gonna sell your secret to someone else. Like, but like if he's but I feel like then they you, wouldn't use Jay Jenks. Well, but they, they can were, because but they Jasper can, because can just scare scared. him and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I think it's too easy to find, like, a reputable black market <laughs> identity thief. Uh, but I just feel like, I mean, you'd find somebody reliable. <laughs> He's reliable when he's scared. And so, actually, right. Bella thinking that, that she can out. take over this relationship is probably going to fuck Might him over. Might not go as well as she <laughs> thinks. This is the plot of the next two books that Stephanie is maybe writing right now. <laughs> Jay Jenks. Um, it's the Jay Jenks. And Back the Mob it. novel that we want. <laughs> I'm actually not part of the Mob novel thing. Uh, but I support you guys and I would read it. I don't get the whole Mob thing. Okay, no, but there was a lot of the like... best chapter of the book was I know, but I'm Bella just being noir. the noir thing. Um. Yeah, it was only good in the context of the rest of this book. Yeah, if it was the whole <laughs> book, I don't think I'd like it. Uh, then we go into the Nahuel thing. Right. And it's so gross because Edward is like, he really doubles down on being okay with Jacob yeah. grooming his daughter. It's kind of a weird double standard where Bella's like, well, it's not weird if Jacob does it, but it is weird if this other person I don't know yeah. does it. Yeah, because Bella thinks that Nahuel is interested in Renesmee down the line. And she's like, "Mm." and Edward's like, I'm actually really impressed with Jacob that he didn't realize that Nahuel was thinking that. Like, you know, that reflects a clean mind on his part. And Bella's like, okay, well, I mean... Jacob doesn't see her that way, even though he, like, Loki does. He gave her a promise wing. Yeah, like, <laughs> wing. A promise ring. And also, and even Edward if you says, have the best intentions, like, if you're thinking about the future, like, you think about this shit. Yeah. And Edward says, I know, like I said, it's impressive. It goes against the grain to say so, but she could do worse. Like, oh. Yeah, like, she's still, like, a two-year-old. She's literally still like a, I don't isn't she like a toddler she's still? Infant. I don't know. Yeah. They have six and a half she years. They figure she has six and a half years before. And Bella then is like, I'm not gonna think about that for approximately six and a half more years, which is the answer to the question we asked last week, which is the moment she becomes quote unquote mature, are they getting her in a wedding dress? And yeah. I guess the answer is yeah. yes. <laughs> Ugh. God, I hate this. So that's weird. Yep, that's... But, you know, uh, that's the wrap-up of Renesmee's... That's the wrap-up of Renesmee. Yeah. Yeah, then we get into this thing where Nahuel thinks of himself as inherently evil because he killed his mom. Um, And now he's like, oh, if not all of my kind kill their moms, then, like, we're, it wasn't my fault. In I mean, it was my I'm father's not inherently fault. evil. It, it was his father's fault that she out. died, Where not his fault. Renesmee did kill Bella. A fair yeah, point. Yeah, but he Melissa? doesn't know fair that. Point. He doesn't um, know that. But Bella like, I don't is think that the takeaway is that there is, like, unless you are have a plan where you're able to, like, bite someone. Okay, I guess one it's... One of their, like, blood It's not quite that 
that they don't have to kill their mothers. It's that somebody could have saved his mother. Okay, fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason she's dead is because I mean, it doesn't her. seem like it is like a human is meant to survive giving birth to a half vampire baby because you know his mom also he like also broke all the bones like in yeah, his mom's body. it was pretty messed up it was i just so thought it was interesting that noel who we just met one chapter ago also gets this happy ending and again it's called the happily ever after the chapter so fair enough we were talking last week about how like it's so neat it's like even this guy that we don't even know. Yeah, we don't even know. <laughs> Edward says, "Don't be sad for him. He's happy now. Today, he's finally begun to forgive himself." Wow. It's like even Noel gets this beautiful happy ending. Yeah, and then she's like, "Today belonged to happiness. Though Irina's sacrifice was a dark shadow against the white light, keeping the moment from perfection, the joy was impossible to deny." And then she runs through everything that has worked out perfectly. I even Charlie gets a happy ending. Oh my god, I hated yeah. this so much. Charlie okay, too. so she's like, I'm even gonna get to see my father. Suddenly, I was sure that I wouldn't see find him there alone. I hadn't been as observant as I might have been in the last few weeks, but in this moment, why? In this, Who the in fuck this knows? One moment. It was like I'd known all along. <laughs> Sue would be with Charlie, the werewolf's mom with the vampire's dad, and he wouldn't be alone anymore. I smiled widely at this new insight. Up, just, just like, she suddenly realizes just because it's the final chapter. She finally realizes that Charlie gets a happy ever after with finding Sue out of nowhere, and we still don't get a single mention of Renee. Renee does not appear in this paragraph. (laughs) Renee's happily ever after, like, (laughs) happened before, like at the beginning of this book. Yeah, she was just like. She's with Phil. She doesn't care about Bella anymore. Bella got married. That's over. As we all know, once women get married, they leave their mother's home and never speak. (laughs) Their mother doesn't matter anymore. They get a new mother. Their mother doesn't worry about their child whatsoever because they're married now. Yeah. Yeah. Or contact them ever. Or contact them. (laughs) And I like how she couldn't even, like, come up with a sideways way to turn that into, like, not a bad thing. She just, like didn't even bother to put she it just in. didn't even bother <laughs> and it's like what well, remember that one person that you didn't really care about died so not everything is perfect <laughs> yeah. but like we didn't and- even need to talk about charlie getting a happy ending like that was a completely unnecessary little anecdote but like yeah. while adding the unnecessary anecdote of charlie there could not also be a sentence about renee yeah and Irina was the one that used to be interested in edward right no, that's Tanya. Um, that was Tanya? Okay, just kidding. Just kidding. I was gonna be like, and, I mean, Bella has no romantic competition whatsoever, <laughs> but it, it would be, like, her one person who wants Wait, her who, husband. who does Gary does, get happen. with? Who does Gary Kate, get Kate, I think. With? I'm pretty sure it's Kate. Oh, so Tanya doesn't, like, walk away with a new romantic partner like no, everyone I guess else not. does? Wow. (laughs) So really, that is a happy ending? Fuck you, Tanya. Yeah. Stephanie's like, I actually need to punish Tanya for (laughs) having the audacity to be interest. Yeah, for being a harlot. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to lose her sister, and she gets no one. Yeah. (laughs) Ugh. 
And then, weirdly, Bella's, like, again, by the way, I worked on this with Safrina, and I didn't tell you, and also or we as the reader didn't know. the readers, yeah. Which is kind of weird. I mean, I mean, I guess I get that, you know, she wants it to be, like, even a surprise for us, but we were already thinking, like, why hasn't... Why, yeah, isn't why hasn't this, this been addressed? <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, we're already like, how is this power not allowing Edward to read Bella's mind? Right. And so, you don't need to keep so it. So she left secret. it to the second to last page. Yeah. And then the memories that Bella goes through. Some so of the memories were not clear. Me. Her dim human memories. This was probably my favorite part of the chapter sure. because it made me think sure. of Twilight. It made me think of Twilight. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, Twilight. <laughs> and it is interesting. You know what? I'm going to read them. The first time I'd seen his face, the way it felt when he held me in the meadow, the sound of his voice through the darkness of my faltering consciousness when he'd saved me from James. Jump, his face as he waited under a canopy of flowers to marry me. Every precious moment from the island, his cold hands touching our baby through my skin. All her memories are from Twilight or Breaking Dawn. Or Breaking Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, fuck I really the middle. Want, I really she never wanted those to exist in the first place. Eclipse? I really not worth thought, mentioning. like, seeing him, like, in Italy would, I don't know, make yeah. it Yeah, would make the list. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, that was so good. Or, like, I have to how... that part of New Moon. How flying like, home on the airplane she felt at the end yeah. of Eclipse, you know. And then there's maybe like she, a maybe lot she just didn't want to touch too. Eclipse because she didn't want to touch any of her thoughts about Jacob because <laughs> don't even like, get near that. Don't get don't so you don't get to see how confused I was about all of that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about, about it. it. Don't worry about it. If I was Bella and I figured out how to, like, use my ability in this way, I would be like, look, this is a special treat. I'm not oh, yeah. just lifting no, my sure. thing all the time. No. Like, my thoughts. You know what? You know what? Also, the sex memories are so much safer. You oh, know, so it's, like, uncomplicated. <laughs> yeah, so then we skip to, and the sharp memories, perfectly recalled. His face when I'd opened my eyes to my new life, to the endless dawn of immortality that first kiss, that first night. And then he starts making out with her, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, yeah, I would say that, like, okay, maybe she doesn't want to touch the new moon stuff either because, it, you know, it was, like, the gaping sadness. And, like, she's like, let's keep keep it light. Keep it light. Keep, keep, it, keep light. it light. You know, it's the first time they're doing this. She's keeping it light. Keeping it okay, sexy, keeping it light. Also, what I wanted in this section was what Bella's thoughts or like flavor of thoughts were rather than just like these what instances. Like, a list. like, oh yeah, like that That's thing true. that you were also a part of. Like I you know, what he wants what's special is like, oh, what was her actual like feelings and thoughts during any of these moments like what is new for edward not like mm-hmm. and it is unclear itself. how much of the feeling that it's, he gets it's from coming people. through right yeah sometimes it seems like it's just like the text of their thought right and sometimes it seems like it kind of these is are all visual like, these are all visuals these are all visual moments yeah so but it you, you feels know like she like, no i agree with you 
But like in this instance, it doesn't feel that way at all because I know. these are like it's just like things. here's some pictures of moments that felt good to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she says, and I found this irritating. Now you know, I said lightly and shrugged. No one's ever loved anyone as much as I love you. I think I find that irritating instead of romantic because it's just so, like, arrogant. Like, he I mean, that's what these now knows are. how you felt, but you still don't know how he felt. Yeah. You weren't inside his head. Maybe he loved you way more. You don't fucking well, know. Well, that's his point. He's like, you're almost right. Just one exception. It's me. But I do love that he acknowledged. He's like, wow, yeah, you love me a lot. and she definitely backs off from her but now i love renesme even more than edward thing oh and renesme isn't in any of these she's not like when no she is as hugged as a womb as a pregnant oh yeah that's just she is but that's that's inner renesme you know i mean like (laughs) once she's around it's not like like, us being a family and my joy Time of that. that we right. had them together, yeah. No, it's like, here's what I think about you, Edward. <laughs> well, I mean, fair. You know what? Like, this is the end of four books, okay? Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> uh, and then I liked, um, Edward's like, can you do that again? And she's like, it's actually, like, really fucking hard. Um... <laughs> I can't keep it up if I'm even the slightest bit distracted, mm-hmm. which I felt really took me back to Twilight. Yes. Really yeah. took me back to Twilight. Yes. Like, what a Twilight like, word. to read Twilight. And then That's Edward it. couldn't keep it in his own pants. Like, he's like, I guy and make out with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes back to some more sexy times memories, and then he just jumps her again, and he's, she's like, oh. And you're like, I wow, can't. what a full circle moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, that's fun! Four books in, we still can't help but jump each other. Yeah. Sweet. Lovely. And that's the end of the goddamn book! That's the end of Breaking Dawn! That's the end of the series! As you guys probably know, it ends. And then we continued blissfully into this small but perfect piece of our forever. Which is cute. It's very sappy, but it's very cute. I guess. Um, Wow. There, we, we guys, we just finished rereading four books. We just Five. did that. Well, we reread well, four. You're well, right. Well, actually, we and then we read, read six. We read, we read Maya read and I five. read five, and <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> Maya and I read six, and you read five. I read five. <laughs> Do you guys remember how you felt finishing this book originally? I hated it. So. <laughs> It wasn't good, whatever it was. Did you, like, read it in isolation, or did you, like, have anybody that you talked to about it still once you hated Twilight? I I remember I read it, and I got to hate talk it with one other person. I didn't have, like, a real anti-Twilight phase the way that Melissa did. It wasn't like Breaking Dawn came out and I hated Twilight, but I was, like, ready. I was excited to read Breaking Dawn, and then Breaking Dawn kind of kicked off not an anti-Twilight phase, but an anti-Breaking Dawn phase. Right. Which I'm still in, because I still hate this book. <laughs> yeah, it's still in I'm book. pretty I'm sure. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. Because I loved uh, the first three. So I did, like, the full, you know, midnight release, 
I was with my friends who were also into Twilight, and I think we stayed up reading, or maybe it was the next day already. I don't know. I was, like, a little bit ahead of people. I probably already told this story. I'm going to retell it. When, I, I think it was, like, during the pregnancy scene, I was, like, ahead of people, and I was, like, crying on the stairs, and they were all, like, what happened? Like, what's about to happen? And I was, like, I think I remember thinking the phrase, jump the shark. Which is weird because I was, well, whatever, how old I was. And for you to 13, have 14, that kind of, like, like adult perspective on it. Yeah. Jumping the shark while also being moved enough or, like, upset to enough be to be cry- crying. Like, ups- I, was cr- I think I was crying partly out of shock. And, like, I, I think I knew in the moment, like, this was too far. <laughs> and it like was. this is not it was. this is not what I was looking for and this is crazy and weird and like what is happening and then I raced through to the end and I don't remember like how I felt when I finished it I like but I, I think felt... I was probably like what the fuck just happened there are infinite ways that this series could have ended and this was one of the worst ways yeah because I believe that. we we went into this knowing that it was the end of the saga you know, all the marketing right. was, like, the but final the installment. Yes, yes. And so, to end on a feeling where you're like, that's that's it? All of my <laughs> excitement and, like, love for these characters in this series, and that's the final note, and we're never going to get anything else ever? <gasps> Devastation. 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 <laughs> I mean, I wasn't I was an anti Twilight before I read this book, but this just cemented. I was like, wow, I was right. <laughs> and you were Vindication. Vindication the series sucks. <laughs> About this you were right. Mm. Uh, so I mean I still now that we've I know this so this whole podcast is about our Twilight phases and Breaking Dawn was an awful is an awful book and so i do fully support my anti-twilight face um but i do also support coming back to twilight and loving it regardless hell yeah (laughs) i'm trying to kind of sort through my feelings about twilight now that we've you know the podcast isn't over but i think it's fair to say completed the podcast right like we we, everything from here is like post-game content right (laughs) wanted to accomplish honestly i I am shocked that we are here right now i'm so proud of us i'm I'm, very surprised i'm so surprised (laughs) that we have that we're at the end of breaking dawn right now like we read but i'm also mad because my yeah, feeling cause it's a stupid at the end ending. of Breaking Dawn, yeah, is like you like limp to the finish line. <laughs> right. And since that's the last book, we're ending, you know, like our, I'm not as proud of us or like as excited because it's like this is the, the feeling. <laughs> like right. Limp to the finish we line had, of the podcast. We had to plan doing more so that we didn't end on such a sour note. <laughs> I know. And I love that, honestly, because I I do think people, they're like, oh, should I start listening to your podcast, like, right from the beginning? I'm like, no, we didn't know what we were doing. We weren't as funny as we are now. No. 
Like, and we went through Twilight we so fast. We went through it so fast. Like, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And so I'm like, yeah. I do like having the ability to give Twilight what it deserves. Guys, yeah, I'm ready guys, for Which that. is us guys, at our best. Guys, are we midnight sunning our own podcast? <laughs> I mean, how would we Not, be midnight no. sunning it? <laughs> We're Who's going back to the beginning. I don't know, but we're going back us? to just redo something that we already did. I mean, yeah, yeah. In I our know, defense, I believe that yeah, we're not changing the first time. We're not changing the well, character. We're tr- we're trying to. We're trying to do it better, not the same. <laughs> I feel like, that's and in our defense, I truly believe that we're gonna do it better. Oh, we're tagged. Yes, oh, that's yeah. the whole point. That's the reason why we're doing this. It's going to be better. And honestly, I'm glad to do this so then I can give a starting point to someone that I feel right. confident that we're good It's actually... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I yeah, start we with episode funny. 132, please. <laughs> I, I believe we were funny. funny I'm sure. But also, like, I can't funny. listen to it. I can't listen to it, though. <laughs> I'll never know. <sighs> I'm really, so we went into Twilight, and kind of the thesis of the pod was, like, Twilight is both good and bad, mm-hmm. and we feel that often the criticism it gets is unfair, and people are not criticizing it correctly. Sure. We yes. will highlight the genuine good that gets mm-hmm. overlooked, mm-hmm. and the bad that yeah. gets overlooked, and I feel like we did accomplish that. Right. We were just, but, it was much, in much more broad strokes, I feel like, because we did so many chapters at a time. Yeah. Like, we didn't get, but like, But I mean, like, gritty. for the series in general, I feel like we accomplished that. Oh, yes. Like, we have made our point. Uh, yes. And I'm trying to think about, like, how I feel about Twilight specifically now I that feel, we have this exercise. I feel more, I, I, I agree more that Twilight is good the book. yeah i think I did i'm before. coming twilight away. the novel yeah twilight the book twilight the novel is like i have a higher opinion of twilight the novel than i did when i was rereading this because you know as we know i had not reread twilight since going into my anti-twilight phase so like i was at a point where i was like oh yeah twilight was really fun and like good and i remember a lot about it but like i was not at a Oh yeah, Twilight's like a good novel. But now also having read all the rest of them and how bad they were, I'm like, Twilight is honestly amazing that it came out so good. I would (laughs) only go so far as to agree in terms of Breaking Dawn. Uh, But I do feel like, like the percentage, I thought, I think that I thought at the time, like Twilight's like 50% good, 50% bad. And in retrospect now, 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 I think higher. Yeah, yeah, I think Twilight higher is like good. much more good than yeah. that. Just I, but I don't only know if it's Twilight. because we can see it's just yes, only Twilight. I, I think, think, but I liked New Moon and Eclipse more than you guys did. Yes, Maya yes. is more of a New Moon Eclipse stand than than me and Melissa. Sure, but like as far as thinking higher of them than I previously did, that only happened with Twilight, Twilight. and <laughs> not the other one. Um, and honestly, 
I feel worse about breaking dawn than I did when I wasn't in my I think I might also and it's phase. probably because we spent so long because we it. spent so long on it we like got into the nitty-gritty of like this, the experience like, of reading of it for a sense. year yeah. I think was worse than the experience of reading it for like two days yes 100%. I, I feel like my opinion of breaking dawn is like unchanged yeah <laughs> like yeah. it just reinforced that I was correct back then like yeah no, you don't like it, and it's not well, good. See, and now it's like now that we even have more experience, like in the book industry. Now there are just so many more levels I have to knowing how bad. That's I true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's but true. I have new criticisms. New finishing. Like, we could see how it could be better. Yes, but finishing a series is incredibly hard. Like writing a final book is really hard, and I think. That this is an exceptionally poor final book <laughs> but it is really hard to do especially at this level of success where the final book is under the biggest pressure both yeah. creatively and okay, time-wise the resources because that she the publisher, had available to her yeah but the publisher always wants it out immediately and you're dealing with with the creative pressures of so many people wanting so much out of it, and you're like fucking going to movie premieres. Yeah, but I feel like if Stephanie had listened to any of those other people instead of what she wanted in the book, (laughs) it would have been better. I wonder if the original sin of of Twilight the series is it being broken up into more books because as we've discussed at length she originally wanted she conceived of this book as twilight and then basically breaking dawn with a bunch of changes because the middle didn't exist but like she was right like the baby was always there and the publisher made the very rational decision to be like you can't do that please write us a book too instead but i think like creatively it just like changed what it was and like inserted the whole middle and then she just went back and to that ending that she always to wanted to do that ending she got so popular make. that they yeah. got to a point where they couldn't be like hey you can't write a baby book she was yeah. too powerful right and then she got to it and they couldn't they could no longer put off the baby book and so she just still wrote and the they baby. might not have even cared to at that point yeah, like I mean, point, the publisher... Been like, I mean, whatever, the money's yeah, coming I mean, Yeah, in. they don't care for yeah, the final The cynical piece of me is like, yeah. it doesn't matter what's in the last one. Right. Yeah. From they, the publisher's They certainly don't care, yeah. Like, I think the editor always cares. Sure. Yes, the But editor the editor is cares, under like, immense pressure yes. for it to come out as soon as humanly possible. Right. And the publisher does not give a sh- flying shit if it's good. No, and, and also the, just like really, don't you they're think they're gonna like, say it's good anyway? Oh yeah, of yeah. And I almost feel like at that, there's a certain level at which more time before the last book might get you more readers as opposed to less. Like for most things, you want it out sooner rather than later, right? But there like is, at the height of Twilight, yeah. Do we really think they would have lost readers no. if they'd given her more time to write this book? Like, I really don't think so. Like, I think she had already lost the readers that she was going to lose, like, i.e. me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, she wasn't going to lose more because of a weight. I really don't think so. If they'd given her six more months. I mean, it's it's even, there's the potential that she would have had more had they waited. You know? Right, right. Everybody was so invested that if you were going to buy it, you were going to buy it anyway. And new people are aging into it and getting excited. I don't remember how the movie schedule was interacting with the books. Maybe they were also like, you have to publish this book so that we can make it a movie ASAP. I don't remember. I don't think so. I think the movie came out. Did the movie come out after the last book came out? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. But I am on the Twilight novel series Wikipedia page. And this was... I don't, I don't know if we've talked about this yet. This was an aggressive pub schedule. Twilight, 2005. New Moon, 2006. Eclipse, 2007. Breaking Dawn, 2008. A one-a-year wow. schedule is... For a giant book. Bananas. Twilight the movie came out in 2008, so I guess it was actually very close. For your reference readers, a one-a-year schedule like this means that... Stephanie was like, revising yeah. <laughs> and and like doing past pages, which is when the book has been typeset and like looks like a book for the previous books while writing the next books. Like she wasn't no she didn't no have break. time to finish the books before she, writing the next they were book. All and also she was getting famous. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And the movie was happening was being was happening yeah so it came out at the same the same year as the right that actually makes me feel so much better about breaking dawn (laughs) she didn't have time to come up with any new ideas she had to go to a book that she'd already written and just a book a year is hard to do for anybody never mind books of this length books of this length the books of this popularity like yeah it's really hard to do one a year at this level not even just for Stephanie, like, for the Anyone. staff of the publishing house. Yeah, for everybody. Oh, God, yeah. It's so I difficult. I would have wanted to die. <laughs> doing one of these books, doing one a year? God. I wouldn't be publishing any other book. You would, I would, yeah, you can't do Like, you'd have to else. move out everything I mean, else. might not have been. <laughs> readers, when a book is popular, and none of my books have been nearly as popular as Twilight, <laughs> But, you know, I've had some mild hits. Uh, when you have a hit, I mean, okay, it's not fair to call all of them mild, but it's just, like, everything is mild in comparison Compare. to Twilight. Compared to like, Twilight, yeah. my biggest hit took over my life as an editor. And, like, you'd think, but the book is done. What do you have to do at that point? There are so many emails and discussions, so many plans. And you want the hype to keep growing. Yeah. Like, you don't want the hype to be over. There's so much for the editor to do even after the book has published. So, like, I really can't imagine how how Megan Tingley was editing other books while trying to do Twilight. Oh, my God. I can't, can you? All right. I feel like I'm... Well, we've come around it. to, as buckwild as this book is, Stephanie really accomplished something. I mean, and yes. we got to finish out on some best sentence, worst sentence, my dears. Oh, I don't know that I even have any for. And then, for the book. Well, previously we did best and worst for the chapter and for the book. All right. Well, um, guess what? But it's really hard. We're to do thinking that. this one's too long. 
we're thinking of coming back around next week for a good old mailbag because oh, we yeah. haven't read we have any of your emails mail. in a long time. Oh, yeah. We're so behind. if we feel like it, we'll try we'll to think of some best sentence or a sentence of the book. book next week. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, we well, didn't even we'll touch definitely on... definitely keep reflecting more. We didn't touch on Siobhan and her power of wishful thinking thing. Yep, her that, manifestation her power. Her manifestation power, which, like, why was I even put into this book in the first place? It really is Just funny cause. that she doesn't believe it at all, and Carlisle's like, yeah, that is why. Thanks this for saving us. Yeah. She should just test it. It's hard to do, because manifestation is about what's truly in your heart. It's true, you can't and she just might change not what's truly, truly want to know the heart. answer. Right. Because yeah. if you had that power, that'd be, like, a hard power to live with. Yeah. Actually getting everything you want. Like, if no, you I fell in love so with easy. someone, you'd be like, okay, do they love me back because the universe bent their will to my will, or because they truly love me? Like, that would be hard Does it matter to live with. At that point? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it would matter. All right, I've got a worst. I felt oddly tired. Not sleepy, of course. <laughs> but just like the day pick. had been long enough. That was, that's I mine too. also highlighted this. That's also mine. Oh my yep. god. Just say, I felt oddly tired, comma, like the day had been long enough. We already know why it would be no, odd for vampire. you to be tired. If you were human, no your tiredness wouldn't be odd. Of course you'd be tired after this. Yeah. Oh. All right, my best sentence, I already read to you. I can't keep it up if I'm even the slightest bit distracted. I warned him. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Stephanie the benefit of the doubt and say that she did this on purpose to hearken back to I think the beginning of the too. series, yeah. and it's a lovely full circle moment. Because that sweet romancy stuff yeah. she is really good at. She's I good think right that was on purpose. Um, my worst sentence is actually this god-awful segue. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> which is, the idea of peace and security reminded me of someone who didn't have those feelings all the time. And that is our segue to Jay Jenks. <laughs> who truly doesn't need to have a place in this last chapter. We could have Okay, but we did wonder. We did wonder. We could have kept wondering. We didn't need <laughs> Yeah, and it's like and the in this answer moment, is what we would have assumed. I know. Jasper scared him. And instead yeah. we get this, like, oh, I was feeling so happy and so peaceful and, like, this. Unlike Jay Jenks. Unlike Jay Jenks. I definitely, mind. I definitely thought that she was talking about Jasper, but I think you both are correct that she was oh, like, she's oh, talking yeah, about Jay Jenks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my best is the final sentence and then we continued yeah. blissfully into this small but perfect piece of our forever beautiful because it does kind of give you like a little tingle of finality and also a eternity at the same time yeah which i like great way to end it. forever and forever and forever that's sweet too yeah well lovely fam we did it we did it we did it from recording in our office in those tiny little rooms, uh, from trying to use Audacity, which we oh, didn't yeah. know how to use. Yeah. And we still barely figure it out. What, what are we using our descript? <laughs> yeah. 
to starting a Thanks for Patreon, coming on the journey. Wow. to making yeah. friends with you guys, to having listeners all over the stinking world. The world! It's awesome. been a wild y'all. journey. This has been really Thanks cool. I, lo- I loved sharing it with you guys. Yeah. Me too. Aww. We'll be back next week for the mailbag. Then I, I, I forget if we like told them this. Yeah, but just the, I mean the, all right. the all right. yeah. It's not okay. If you don't like, yeah. And then we're gonna then we're gonna take a little breaky break for several weeks, maybe a month. We don't know. And then a little over a month, probably. I need over a month. I'm traveling. (laughs) And then we're getting back. And then we'll be back. Yeah, Yeah. we'll be back. And we don't know if we're doing anything after that, but like, yeah, we don't know. We'll figure that out later. We'll figure it out. I def. We'll we'll definitely do the rest of the movies at least. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta do the movies. Yeah, I wanna do the movies. All right, okay. fam. Thanks for hanging out. Email us with questions or comments at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Thank you to our patrons, Melina, Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Leamy, Chance, King's Gambit, Mary, Melissa, Rachel, Sabine, Hannah, Madeline, Elizabeth, and Parker. You can follow Hi. us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Insta. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe, this whole big old mess belongs only to Stephanie Meyer. Please Can't blame anybody else. <laughs> Audio editing by Olivia Valcarce, cover image by Laura Shermer, and theme music is written and performed by Adrian Martin. We'll be back next week, and if you don't like it, you can bite me. <laughs>